Hey guys, it's Rick and Joe and welcome back to part two of Rick and Joe build a big pedal board and as you can see this is the board in its final Build final. I've made I've made a few changes though not really changes, <laughs> but I did add some things just so you know uh, So what I've done since the last time you saw us is I added cables so this expression is going to go to this N300 MXR and I've also hooked up the tap tempo to go into the Strymon timeline. I've also added the uh, ZVEX Sonar, which is a tremolo pedal, uh, just because I needed it and I had room, so what the heck. Why not? Why not? And uh, I also have a Stereo Ditto Looper, uh, which I put on here. Unfortunately, I do not have enough power outlets, because... <laughs> I don't know why we maybe used them for all the other pedals. So this one is not powered right now, but it just looks nice. And it's still a placeholder for it's the still jam. a placeholder for the jam, yeah. So um I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Oh, um before we get into it, little tip. The if you ever have a pedal that has rubber uh, a rubber base, and these pedals do, they have like a rubber base that you really can't pull off. And uh we were talking about the hot Florida when it gets hot, sometimes if it's they not adhering, it will slide. Uh, what I did is I used a little bit of super glue because I know I'm not going to get rid of these pedals. I used some super glue and then put the velcro on, and I have not had any issues with it sliding or slipping. So just a little tip: if you really have an issue with that, a little super glue before you put the velcro on, and you won't have to worry about it. Yep. Okay, so I figured we'll go through and just kind of show you how we've linked everything together, and we'll also demonstrate what it sounds like. Uh, we're using a Fender Vibrolux, uh, which is a 210, um, it's 30 watts, I believe? I think so. 30 watt amp. Maybe 35. 35, okay. And we've got it set at level three, and uh, the treble and the bass are all at six, just so you know. And if we're getting super specific, that is the 68 reissue. Yeah, 68 reissue. Sorry, Silverface. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, cool. And I'm using a Fender Standard Stratocaster, one of the last years they did the standards, and it's Seymour Duncan Antiquity Strat pickups in it. Um, so signal chain, I've got it plugged. We go directly into the volume pedal, and again, Joe, you want to demonstrate how a volume pedal works? Yes. There you go. Same thing <laughs> as if I had it up, rolling back the volume knob. So it just puts it at my feet. Mm -hmm. So that goes there. The next, it goes into the, the looper. And the first thing in the looper, which we talked about last video, is the tuner. What's cool about this is you can hear me playing. It mutes the signal path, and I can tune with my Polytune Mini 2 and make sure that I'm in tune before we start showing off these pedals. So you tune your guitar every time? I tune my guitar almost in between every song. Don't say. Because guitars go out of tune. Even they do? Big ones. Yes, even expensive guitars. But I tuned it yesterday. Yeah, I tuned it when I first got it. <laughs> Wait, you mean I need a tuner? No, you're, you're probably good. All right, so yeah, so it bypasses, and then when I hit the tuner, go. No, uh, yeah. I gotta do something here. I know. We, we wouldn't want any kind of criticism. No, we about just sitting here. why are you even here? Joe? What are you even doing with your life? You could have like not been in that video <laughs> at all. <laughs> all right, cool. Um, so the next thing we go into the modulation, and in this modulation loop, we put the pog. Um, let's. I'm gonna turn that one on so you can hear what that sounds like. And then 
What's cool is, so before a song, I'll hit that, and then I'll turn this on. So that's basically the octave generator. I've got a little bit of uh, octave up. And octave below. And typically, I don't use it dry like that. Once we get into the reverbs, I'll punch it back in so you can kind of hear what this sounds like. Cool. Um, so if I wanted to use my tremolo, I would turn that on, hit the mop. into the drives again I know we talked about what was it going from oh cascading cascading, cascading. yes yeah, so yeah. this I'm gonna show you how that works um, again I've got my uh, Greer amps Lightspeed organic overdrive so transparent like, um, like a ghost yep so transparent that when you have your volume down you, you can't, can't hear, hear anything <laughs> That's a slight boost. Just a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, Ryra, you can see I've got the gain just a little bit up. Uh, treble, this is just kind of how I like it. You can see my output's a little bit lower, but that's because when I start cascading those uh, overdrives, um, they start kind of building on top of the gain, which is what they cascade, I guess. Mm -hmm. does what a what a clone does like yep. it's a subtle midi chimey kind of boost yep just kind of kicking in that front end a little bit harder just a little bit mm -hmm. uh, and then the uh, disgruntled lioness <laughs> I mean the angry Charlie mm -hmm. again this is gonna be the high the high one so. have a lot of gain on it. I mean t my drive is at 10 11 o'clock on this on yeah. the pedal so there's a lot more to go but that's because I start cascading so let's start with the Greer Show them the difference with the...
Me. See, what I like about all of those is that it definitely still sounds more like an amp. It doesn't sound like you've clicked on some pedal and gotten a completely left field sound compared to what the amp sounded like. So it all just kind of helps to just embellish uh, right, right. or uh, elaborate upon what the uh, amp is already going to sound like. I think like. that's kind of where that term transparency comes from. I think there's a lot of like, it's used a lot. It's just a nice little keyword. Mm -hmm. But I think transparency means that it still keeps intact the original tone of the guitar into the amp. Mm -hmm. Like a good overdrive should. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's not that it you can't hear the pedal or that it's not affecting your tone. Because what would be the point? Right. <laughs> I just like spending money. Look at my pedal board. Knobs. Look at all the invisible <laughs> pedals that's on it. They're mm -hmm. all transparent. Like a ghost. Yeah. So yes. I mean, I think that word gets uh, used sometimes in the wrong light. I think it just means that it's not changing. It's not like you're going into a phase pedal where it's just completely changing mm -hmm. everything. I think the idea is to take what's already good and make it sound better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So then we go into the fuzz. Oh yeah. Right. Uh, so let's let's see this one. The Fuzz Factory ZVX is great, but you do need to tweak it a little bit. And I have not set these up just yet. So let's see what happens. And that's what it does. And then when you, uh, you know, that's the compressor, right? It's but, not a noisier side, I guess, though. So. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a fuzz pedal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I said, you gotta dial it in. Yes. That's the fuzz factory. Again, you could find an awesome setting and just leave it, but man, it's the crazy stuff. You got to with a caution and totally aware of your audience's eardrum you could actually if, if say it's too much you could uh, use that handy volume you, pedal you totally can and you can even throw on the compressor that way your highs are not mm -hmm. piercing people's ears so that's yeah. another use for that let's check out the uh, actual probably more useful Mm. Nice. 
Mm, it's smooth. It's a real smooth. You can crank up the um, the tone to get a little bit more grip, but this really is the probably one of the most useful just solo uh, soloy type things that uh, I don't know. I love it. It sounds. Yeah, good. I mean, when you talk about solos too, you can if if you can see on the pedal where the volume is set, and that is like. But, I mean, just yeah. stretch up a chord real quick, we'll kick yeah. it in and out, so you can hear the volume difference this thing puts out. Cool. So that's the two fuzzes I'm using. Uh, the other one I want to show you is the, we go to compression next. Mm -hmm. uh, so my top. Yeah. So for those of you of you at home that maybe uh, you have that question, what does a compressor do? Um, the idea is to even out all the dynamic levels, mm -hmm. and they can also add a killer amount of sustain as well. I know Rick had maybe mentioned earlier before that he's yeah. using it as a volume boost, uh, which you can also do. But it's basically going to just even everything out. So when you strum hard, it's going to kind of squash everything to make everything sound a little bit more even. Or kind of like an automatic, automatic, <laughs> It's it's one of those words that sounds the same as it describes. Um, yeah. It's it's an automatic volume uh, shift, so it's going to continuously squish those volume levels, make everything sound a little bit tighter and more consistent. Yep. Um, and so let me show you how I do that. So let's say I've got my drops here. Uh, and I can set my volume just a little bit higher. Like I said, I'm still kind of adjusting these. Gives me a little bit of boost. Mm -hmm. Not much, but just enough, and you can exaggerate that. And when, uh, instead of levels going from here to here, they're all going to stay about there. Right. And it just slightly gives me a volume boost. Oh, it's pretty obvious. Yeah, so that's how I use that. <laughs> um, reserve the space for the ditto. Now, what we talked about last time is Joe likes your ditto at the end because yes. you like everything to run through it. I like to be able to record anything. So let's say I'm using reverb and overdrive this mm -hmm. is an example and I want to play over that with just a straight clean tone I can switch everything off that I've already recorded and get a completely different sound at my will so yeah that's why I always put it at the end no and again so like when you're playing by yourself and you just want to kind of play you know practice some scales over a progression mm -hmm. you can put it at the end play some chords clean uh, with no delay and then maybe add on some boost mm -hmm. and stack that on top yep I use my diddle a little bit differently live. Um, so I put mine before my delay and my verb. And why is that? Then I can make a lick, mm -hmm. right, with nothing on it. I can run it then through my delay, get it to start repeating, and mm -hmm. then I can also add uh, reverb to it to get it to sound roomy. So basically, I can almost like take a slice of uh, my guitar or a lick that I've played and then 
alter it that way. Mm -hmm. See what I'm saying? It's almost like the same approach as direct recording, where you have the ability to, well, let's see what happens if I add this, too. So it's just another way of just trying things differently. Everybody does something different. Because when I'm playing live, I typically don't play chord progression and stack and stack. Like I usually play in a a band setting. Mm -hmm. So um, what I do is I'll kind of create a, a, a loop and then just have that going on in the background, and then I could turn it down and turn it up depending on what part of the song it needs. You created to be. a loop. I did a loop. So I will create a loop, and then hit the looper. You know how that goes. Uh, so that's why that is there. So that's something we didn't talk about on the last video. So then we go into the delays, um, which we will show. So let's. I'm gonna hit that. If you wanna um, try to think, let me roll this back. So I've got a couple, the Strymon's amazing. Again, we'll, one of these days we're going to have to do a separate video on Full just, video. just yes. the timeline. Um, so. Let's show them the tap tip. Do it like a real exaggerated. There you So that's really that it just makes it so useful rather than because my tap tempo normally would be way up here mm-hmm. so it just makes it to where it's right next to everything that I need to reach a little bit I think we're actually cascading the delays because that one's still on. Let me turn that one off. Yeah, sorry. Might have been why my ear was hearing the same tempo. No, I think it's still (laughs) like it. So that is, and that's plugged into the back here where it's just the expression. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yep, so that's how that runs. So, and then that's gonna be, so I use the Strymline as like. A Strymline. It's a Strymline. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? We're calling it. Counterfeit Gibson. <laughs> the Strymline. Check out the Strymline, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Cut. Cut. All right. So I used the Strymon timeline as my more present. Did I say it again? <laughs> I used the prime tone. Why did we shoot our videos after a full day of work, Joe? Uh, it must have been that smell we were smelling earlier. Must have been. It gets us a little distracted. Uh, yeah, little. Yeah. Always, where's the cookies? <laughs> so I used the Strymon timeline. 
uh, for a more present delay. So I keep the mix up pretty high. Um, anytime I need it, like to get that U2 sound where your repeats are almost the same level as your original right. sound. Right, and then I guess and then another reason to have the kind of warmer, more analog sound afterwards with the shorter sounds. Typically. Right, and I don't really cascade delays. I don't, because this has it to where you can have two delays. You can yeah. Run. So, but what I do, what I use the carbon copy for is like kind of when I'm not needing that sound, it's almost an always on. Yeah. So, and I typically will keep the mix down in the region pretty low so that it's just see not I don't even use it that much yeah. it's usually way down so just to add some it's almost like um, similar to what I have my second delay set to with the echo where it's set to echo Sorry. the levels are set very low and then uh, it's almost uh, what some people have described as a hard verb Hmm. Um, you, yeah. You're basically getting a slight room sound. It doesn't have to be that same repeaty echo kind of sound, but it's you. It's one of those things you wouldn't really notice it until you played by just the guitar by itself. Yeah. And um, I yeah. almost uh, it's, it's like a reverb. It's like cornstarch on my tone. It thickens things up. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a this is some expensive right? gravy you've made. That's here. right. <laughs> See, you get it. All right. So yeah, so it's just kind of a thickener, just kind of when I'm playing, it just adds. When you're playing chords, you don't hear it. Unless you, know? you just stopped everything and you hear it. Right. But in a band mix, I guess, it would be a way to say that you're not going to hear the beats. So, all right. Yeah, exactly. All right, so that's my two delays. And then we go to reverb. And then my three sons, my two dads. <laughs> and my two reverbs. <laughs> Alright, so uh, push that expression pedal all the way down. Right. Oh, so one of them's already on there. One of them's already on, and uh, I typically always leave it on. Okay. I keep it as a very like small plate. Okay. With, uh, so with not a long... Uh, transparent. <laughs> no, well, not transparent, but it just it's just always on, so I always have some kind of short reverb. Mm -hmm. Because honestly, with the M300, I use it as a very exaggerated okay. reverb. I typically will keep it on a, a plate or an Epic, uh, which if you hit this button, it'll change through all six uh, nice. settings, which is cool. Um, just so you know, if you don't know, if you want to set... So I've got the expression running here so that I can do... And it's really easy to set. All you do is once you have your expression pedal plugged in, roll it to the back position. I turn my mix all the way down so that I know it's all the way off when I have when I have it all the way off. Mm -hmm. And then you roll it up to the full and then you just adjust your volume here. You can also change your decay. So you can have a smaller decay here and a longer decay when it's all the way up. You can also change. Uh, uh, this button can do multiple things depending on whether it's a shim reverb. Uh, or uh, a plate, it can adjust your highs and lows, or it can make it more higher octaves or lower octaves on the shimmer. So, uh, but that's how you set it. It's, it's that easy, and it, it for the most part it remembers it. So when I unplug the board and I plug it back in, it'll hold the last settings that I have, Very which is really nice. And uh, like I said, I always leave this one on so that when I'm not using that, I always have a reverb on in the back, and I don't usually use an amp reverb. Yeah, mm -hmm. and that's it. 
that's, that it? That's it. No, that's that's really <laughs> it. I promise. That's how it works. So I think when now would be cool in the show, maybe like some of the other combinations that we sure. may not did. So like, uh, uh, like your, so your mod here, right uh, over there. Uh, that. Uh, with. Yeah. Uh, so. This is one I like to do. We can add that in too. A little compression too. Yeah, because it'll add some uh, extra sustain to it. So, like I said, I kind of use that as a clean to get that kind of chorus of angels type sound. Um, It's got to be broken. It's not the electricity in this building or anything. Or single coils. Or single coils. Single coils don't ever get noisy, especially when there's a lot of weird electricity going on. Yeah, and I will I will mix it up. I will usually, I think right now it's just playing in the neck positions because that's kind of where I tend to favor it. But I will also run back to that fourth position. And anytime you do that, you start getting some some noise cancellation. A little bit. Not quite like a bucker, but still pretty good. Make sure to have plenty of fluorescent lights pointed at your pickup. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. That'll make it super quiet. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you so much for watching. Uh, we've had a blast putting this together. Joe, thanks again for helping me do this. Absolutely, uh, man. You know, I would always return the favor anytime you're ready to put together another board. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure you're pretty set with your giant board that we showed yeah, on the last video. We did show it. Yeah. It's so. pretty cool. Uh, but no, this is a lot of fun to use. I've, I've actually used it a few times live now just to kind of put it through his paces. We kind of didn't film the video right after we built it because that would have been really embarrassing if we put it together and then plugged it in and just went zip. Nah, these are the same clothes. <laughs> yeah, no, it's totally like the next day. My beard doesn't look any different. <laughs> so, but yes, if you guys have any questions about how we did this or um, what certain pedals do, we got comment section down below. We do look at it because there's usually nothing so when it does pop in there we're like yeah let's jump on it and answer it and, and any videos you guys would like to see 
If you have any weird, morbid curiosity about this stuff, we are complete dorks for this mm -hmm. kind of thing. We will do it. We love it. Say we won't. Yes. Dare you. I dare you. This is Joe. That is Strimeline. <laughs> Alright. This guy is Joe. This guy is Rick. And we want to thank you for watching, and we'll see you again soon. Bye.